0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at pipesmagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Hide your women because this guy's bringing back sexy to pipe smoking in 2018. Now I invite you to sit back, relax. The smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host brian levine welcome 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 it is the pipes magazine radio show yes the sometimes irreverent sometimes educational but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast and i am your host brian levine it is uh way pre-recorded it's uh, the evening of january 1st 2018 uh coming to you because again i'll be on the road uh, i will be uh as this show airs, I will have just landed and back from the United Kingdom in uh, the city of Manchester. So hopefully, I had a good trip. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, just a reminder that you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to enjoy this fine show. And uh, hey, while I've uh, you know while I'm here, let me remind you also follow me on Facebook and uh, follow the Pipes Magazine Radio Show page or like the pipes magazine radio show page on facebook um would appreciate itunes ratings and reviews i want to do a big drive to bump up our ratings and reviews so again we would greatly appreciate that take uh, three four minutes of your time go over to itunes if you're not registered it's uh simple to register go on there and leave us a rating or review rating and or review uh, you don't have to lie either hey be honest it's a, you know, it is a five-star show, and uh, give us five stars honestly, or four or three. Um, one guy gave us a one-star review. Guess he doesn't like the show. Anyway, all right, on tonight's show, uh, my co-host is Tom Provost. Tom is back, and uh, this time we've got uh, we'll, we'll kick it off with some memories of, uh, of a dear friend of both of ours, and then uh, talk about uh, gadget pipes. Pipes that are essentially non-traditional on the inside. So we're ignoring filter pipes and uh, traditional straight tenon mortise. Those are not gadgets. We'll talk about everything else that has a gadget going on inside of it. So you got that coming up in just a minute. In the meantime, if you would like to advertise on the Pipes Magazine radio show, you can contact me or Kevin Godby. At uh, PipesMagazine.com, send us an email, Brian at PipesMagazine.com or Kevin at PipesMagazine.com and we'll take care of you on that. So everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in and here we go. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and uh, Tom, you're back again, so welcome back. Uh, let's get started with, uh, what are you smoking? And I think I know what you're smoking and why.
1: Well, first of all, happy new year's to you, Brian. Yeah, you too. 2018. Wow. That was like, that was like what my new year's night was. Hung out with the wife, hung out with some family members. Didn't even get a little tipsy. It was a solid. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) all right so what am i smoking i am smoking peter heinrich's special curly and i am smoking peter heinrich's special curly in um an e andrew 1999 milwaukee area pipe society pipe of the year uh maps now uh defunct even though some of the members get together uh at metro cigar in Brookfield on Saturdays, um, and I'm smoking the Ed pipe because just before Christmas, uh, Ed Jerovasek passed away.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, before we get on to, before we get on to talk about Ed, I'll chip in with, uh, I'm smoking a very small Ernie Markle Levat that I bought in, uh, Uh, i bought at the west coast pipe show and i bought it primarily because i needed another small travel pipe so uh getting it ready for the road shall we say and uh you know i'm probably smoking the same usual tobacco that i smoke in it but uh so you uh you obviously i i knew ed from you know from going to the pipe shows and he and uh, leave on Eric would hang out or share tables or sit next to each other. And it was the two old guys that would chit chat, but you really got to know Ed. So, uh, do you have any, uh, do you have any favorite Ed stories?
1: Well, in my time working at Uly's,
0: uh,
1: I got to know Ed. He'd come in every Thursday and he was always kind, always pleasant and just instantly made people feel welcome. Uh, some people joke and say, uh, talk about how stubborn he was. Yeah, he was stubborn, but he was kind. And Ed's kindness was something that was shared by people I talked to, um, just gathering information and getting ready to, to speak to you tonight. And so I'm not gonna share one of my stories first. I'm gonna share the testimony of some other people in the community. Uh, Scott, Who's, who uh, works at Ulysses said he was real nervous coming into the cigar store because there's people he doesn't know and he's still learning the hobby. And Ed, Ed and how kind he was in talking with him and teaching him everything he could made Scott feel really comfortable. So he said, he, you know, he comes into the shop, Ed's been, Ed was with Uly's for years and years and years. And he instantly made Scott feel welcome, feel like he was part of the team, and helped him with uh, his pipe knowledge. Uh, Chris Rentner, the blender of Yulees, just wanted me to share over and over again kindness. That when Chris came into the uh, pipe industry in the early 90s, he was the youngest guy in the area. And he said that was during the cigar boom, and a lot of people were snooty towards younger smokers. He said there were two people who set themselves apart Peter Stokovy and, and uh, Ed Gervasek. He said those two men didn't treat him any differently due to, due to his age, and they taught him uh, everything they could and were always ready to answer any questions he had. Wow. Um, John Solakian, a longtime attendee of the Chicago Pipe Show and uh, a longtime customer at u as well, just really looked up to Ed as almost like a father figure. And uh, Ed was always there to help John. And just the joy that Ed brought into John's life. Um, Lee, uh, I did see, I, I, I talked to Lee Von Erk, and he just wanted to say that he was not only that Ed was not only a great craftsman but a great friend. Yep. And he went through a list of attributes that uh, of the kindness and just how Ed was there and just a and just a great man. And Jeff Steinbach, the owner oh. of Julius, was actually there with Ed um, in the final hours, about two hours before Ed passed away. And uh, he said that Ed was laughing and happy and was was just excited to be around his family and friends. So uh, I found out because I was going to go visit Ed because we had been told, you know, go get your visitations in. And it doesn't look like it's going to be too much longer. And I uh, woke up that day, got dressed, and the phone was off the hook. And I called one of the other people I know through Ulysses, and they said he passed away uh, just hours before. Um, But I I wanted to share a a story. Uh, So I'll share two stories. The quick one is I'm smoking the MAPS pipe of the year, 1999, and it is a special curly. And Ed was the kind of guy who, when I was working, would always want to talk about pipes, always want to talk about tobacco. And sometimes it was even difficult to be like, hey, Ed, i got to go back and help this customer. <laughs> um, i gotta, I got I to gotta get back to this person over here and help them out. And whenever I brought tobacco in, Ed always wanted to see what it was, whether it was an aromatic, a flake. It didn't matter. He wanted to see what it was. He wanted to know why I was smoking it, what was the appeal of it. And I brought in Special Curly one day. And I was like, here you go, i would check this out. And after smelling it, he asked me, can I have the tin? And
2: <laughs>
1: I, gave him my, I gave him the tin. And the next week he came back and said he smoked the entire thing. <laughs> and he proceeded to share how he was introduced into three nuns by Jackie Lee. And he bought five tins, smoked it all went back and said, Jack, I need more of that. And Jack said, oh, it's been discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed thought that the special Curly was reminiscent enough of three nuns that it was worthy to pack in his pipe uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> so that's why I'm smoking that today. Uh, the other story was one that Ed would tell on a regular basis. Uh, and since I saw Ed every Thursday, I, I heard some of the same stories numerous times. And that's all right. I loved hearing the man tell a story. Uh, he was, at the time, working in the pipe factory for UBs. And they would sand the pipes uh, and, and try to get the, you know, the grain on them and everything that he wanted in a pipe. They said Jack was a perfectionist. Everything had a way... And it had to be done Jack's way, and it had to be perfect. And Jack would get livid when someone would let a pipe fly off the sander. He said Jack was yelling at this guy, uh, Virgil, that he had to follow the rules. He was sick of him losing pipes from the sander, and he had to keep up with the production that they needed. He said that later that day, Jack sat down at one of the sanders, and a pipe flew off the sander he said, everyone stopped, looked at Jack, looked back at their workstation, and continued to work without saying a word. Because <laughs> they weren't going to make Jack look bad. And I loved that story, because that story not only gave me a history of the shop I was working in, but was often for Ed a starting point to get into his other stories whether they were about the Chicago pipe show in its beginning or going to Japan or the year he outsold leave honor. I
2: mean
1: (laughs) that, that when he told that story, I knew that we were in for a treat, a night where Ed was going to get into other stories because as a, as a person who was newer in the hobby, Ed really became like a hero to me. And, uh, the kindness that everyone talked about just permeated through whether I mean, he took me out to dinner, brought me to his house and gave me some AIDS McClellan for no reason. I mean, I was just a little snot nose kid. And, and, and I loved just hearing these, these different situations he got himself into or that he tried using, I think it was whale oil, oil to cure a pipe. <laughs> to see how it would work. <laughs> and uh, I i think Jeff Steinbach is actually the one who got that pipe. Uh, but it was just, he was just a joy to be around. And I was happy to hear through, uh, through his friends that he was a joy all the way up until the end. And that he got to go at home with his wife. And, um, it was uh it's hard because uh, I mean any any Thursday night I could have went down and, and and saw him and it was just a you know a couple of Thursdays ago was his last Thursday and uh, we we did um the Thursday afterwards a bunch of us met up down there and told some Ed stories and he wasn't a drinker so I mean people drank but it, we we didn't like tip one back for him or anything but we just laughed and remembered his legacy. And I know that, uh, like Rick Newcomb talks about him in his uh, In Search of Pipe Dreams as being a really quality pipe for the price, as as Ed was part of that new wave of American carvers who brought in, uh, you just mentioned, like, the, the pipe you're smoking. I mean, the American carvers were brought in. Nemo Breyer was before the internet was sent through uh, phone calls and shipping labels because of people like Ed. And um, I I just, it was a real privilege to get to know him. And our community, our our, uh, pipe smoking hobby, lost a, a great man and a great talent at the end of 2017.
0: And somebody that I used to look forward to seeing at the pipe shows. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a break here and then we'll get on with the uh, rest of the show. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute.
3: This is internet radio.
0: We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, Tom, what do you got for us this month?
1: I have questions for you, Brian, and oh. I would like to give my opinion, because I am an expert in my own opinion, on not normal pipes.
2: Wait,
1: <laughs> hold on. On uh, pipes that don't look right. Wait, hold on. Gadget pipes.
0: So, you, wait, it just... Pipe. So we're, we're talking about pipes that are not just a traditional, uh, bowl with a shank going to a straight stem,
4: right? So not
1: have to be a straight stem, there, right? Yeah. It could be a, it could be a bent billiard or something like that, something opposite of a traditional English shape or a traditional, uh, freehand, something that's a gadget. Something that's got something going on, uh, st- yeah.
0: <laughs> Something's different inside <laughs> there, and I don't know what it is.
1: That I can't see what that air hole done looks like. Yeah.
0: Okay, what do you got? Fire away.
1: All right, so in my mind, I'm thinking instantly like the classic, like uh, Falcon or Kirsten. Those are the first two that come, when I think gadget pipe, those are the first two that come to mind. More uh, modern things would be like the reverse calabash. I mean, I, I'm still fairly new to the hobby, and the first trend that we talked about on uh, one of the shows was, you know, big trash can-looking pipes that covered my face. The second trend that I, I, I seem to notice was you got to get a reverse calabash. Um, You also have had numerous pipe makers on who've made, uh, you had Hector Weeb on, Canadian guy. Um, He makes a type of gadget pipe. Uh, Sugay, Sugay Pipes came out with, uh, when they came out with those tobaccos, had that pipe with the, It's kind of like a falcon, except you could screw off the bottom and screw off the bowl uh, to to close up the chamber so you could save your bowl for later. Yeah. Those are the type of pipes, I wanted to talk about, maybe hear your expert opinion.
0: <laughs> well, you know and, what that's worth.
1: <laughs> and possibly uh, share some experiences I've had with with gadget pipes.
0: All right, well, let's do it.
1: You show me yours, I show you mine, or what?
0: Um, hey, 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 hey. Uh, all right, so, I mean, let's talk about the, the Falcon and the Kirstens, or the the, the pipes with metal are you know, some sort of, some some non-wood material. And the bowl screws right onto the top of it. So you get the, I guess it's, you get the tobacco, you get the briar smoking abilities on a more durable, easily to clean shank and stem.
1: So first of all, they look cool. And if there's one thing we know about pipe smoking, it's to look cool. You have this really space aging metal thing when I'm talking about the Falcon. But yeah, you have a you have a screw on bowl that you can change with other bowls.
0: All right. So you can My, use so you can get one uh, you can get one base and then have a aromatic bowl and a Virginia bowl and an English bowl without having to have three completely different pipes. Correct.
1: Have you ever smoked one?
0: I smoked a Falcon a long time ago. Opinions,
1: thoughts, experiences?
0: I didn't get another one after that. Um, I, I'll i be honest with you. I think my, my only memory of it was thinking that the stem was really made poorly and I couldn't clench it, and I've always been a clencher. So I just didn't really like
1: it. I'll ditto you there. I, uh, I had one and it, was, it, it wasn't comfortable to clench. It was a little too fat right where I wanted to clench. And I didn't like the feeling of the stem. Um, I, I had gotten a falcon with like six bulls and some of the bulls were really pretty bowls, and uh, a cube cut burly seemed to do well. In, inside of the Falcon. The problem was the stem, as forementioned, mentioned, and you can't get uh, your average pipe cleaner in. Yeah. I, I, you had to get a skinny one. Gills uh, seemed to work. And then if you, uh, there's a shop in my area that still had um, Falcon pipe cleaners. And that's aggravating. Like I, I, buy pipe cleaners by the box. I, I don't, I don't buy one pack unless I'm going to a store visiting and I want to make, ensure myself a purchase when I go into a store. And so, it was lost on me because I felt restricted to a type of tobacco. I didn't like the stem, and if I can't use my BJ long pipe cleaner, I, I, I don't want to use a pipe. But
0: did it taste? okay when you smoked it?
1: I had more pro. I can't speak to the taste because I wasn't having a good experience and the stem was an issue because I tried two different stems or two different units I don't know what you call it, two different gadgets Um, and both of them had that weird stem that didn't quite work when trying to clench the pipe would move side to side I mean, it was nice and light, and like I said, it looked cool, but it wasn't—it wasn't at all a practical smoking machine.
0: Yet they are still uh, popular, and uh, Kirsten's are made, and Falcons are still imported from England. They look cool. <laughs> anyway. Did
1: you ever smoke the Viking? The Graybull Viking did the same thing. I mean, they even did the color dupes and everything with the different bowls. Did you ever try that? And see if no. Maybe the stem was better?
0: No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, and somebody was making a plastic version of the Falcon Kirsten style that was, like, super lightweight for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw a couple of those when I was at Uly's. Um And one even had a twin air hole. Talk about you couldn't get a pipe cleaner in. Yeah. The twin air hole instead of one but they, it was like the same amount of air it just came out in two different areas on, on a plastic. No, nothing about it that said this is an adult smoking a pipe.
0: Now that you know that twin air hole, that's I, I guess I would consider that another gadget too, and that's been done by uh by several different companies, including I think most recently was Radice that Instead of having a wide open slot with one hole coming out of the middle of it, you have a pretty much closed up slot on, your, on the stem, and you have two small holes, so it kind of splits the smoke. And uh, I've, I've never tried one of those, but I could imagine that if you had a forked tongue, it would be perfect because it would put smoke on both tips of your tongues.
1: Yeah, imagine those reviews. I feel it billowing over the left side, (laughs) over the right.
0: (laughs) That would, um, imagine if you could put like two different flavors and get one, you know, pack one on the left side of the bowl and the other one on the right side and have them come straight down and work into their own separate holes.
1: Hey, now a word from our sponsors, McClelland, try our new red and black. Oh, wait, hold on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At the same time. Okay. All right, we've gone off the rails for a moment there, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, so the the other one that I'll that I'll throw out there is, uh, and I don't know if you were around for it, but the striker pipe, which was, uh, it had it was a it was a standard size pipe, like a standard five and a half inch long billiard. But inside of the shank, it had like a 16 to 18 inch metal tube that was run back and forth like a trombone in there. So they used to call it the long draw or the longest, you know, the long smoke because the smoke would go back and forth inside that tube for, you know, three or four turns before it would get to the stem. Um, But again, it was a metal tube inside of a metal shank and...
1: I don't think it lasted very long. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. And it, it sounds like you'd have another issue with the pipe cleaner. What happens oh. when you when you get a ribbon stuck into the in, in there? You can't get the pipe cleaner through. You're done. Yeah, forget it. The, forget the pipe cleaner. But you could
0: take the pipe apart and wash it out in the sink. So, all right, let's take one more break, and then when we come back, we'll talk more gadget pipes or uh, unique pipes or uh, whatever we're calling us so stay with us we'll be back in just a minute
4: what are you looking for in a pipe is it the quality of aged briar is it a certain shape or finish maybe it's a sound engineering that ensures an effortless smooth draw with each and every puff that's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic Cashmere, the sultry Licoricea, and the striking Archibaldino red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today.
0: And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, Tom, would you consider the Peterson System pipe to be in the gadgets?
1: Wouldn't that be like the gadget
2: pipe? I
0: I guess it would. I guess it would be the original one that was slightly different on the inside and has a huge following and has only been around for I don't know 160 years now.
1: Yeah, I mean it patented in 18 something or others, and uh, that reservoir is supposed to give you a cooling and dry sensation, which is what most of the gadget pipes promise: is a cool and dry smoke. Um, but it, it plays a little ruse on you there by looking like a normal everyday pipe. But uh, a <laughs> 7L yeah. came out with one too. I don't know if there's a different internals with the, the 7L dry.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think it's the, it's the same, almost the same idea. It's just a slight different variation to not step on the patent.
1: Okay. You can't, you can't get, you can't step on that patent. That is as old as, as we've honored. <laughs>
2: Sorry.
0: I, <laughs> I didn't think it was that old. Um, all right. So what do you got next?
1: Well, you mentioned the Kirsten when we were talking about the interchangeable bowls. Yeah. What, what set the Falcon or the Viking apart was you could, the, the, the screw was on the bowl. Um, so it, Kirsten actually had a literal screw, and so if you get an old Kirsten and you see that the bowl's in there, there's a solid chance that the screw is stripped, so your interchangeable bowl is, bam, a permanent bowl that can't be removed because the screw is stripped.
0: Huh. So you're you're pretty much stuck with what you got.
1: Try this new Kirsten pipe. Which is going to use the same bowl your entire life because the screw inside the bowl is stripped. I never uh, smoked a Kirsten, so I can't speak to their qualities. I think they look cool again. The, the different shapes—if you uh, you can see—they got some sitting ones, and some big bent ones, and they got a whole bunch of different shapes that look that look original. But I, I don't want a pipe where I need a screwdriver in my pipe kit. I think it's a phillips head, too. <laughs> all
0: right uh let's move on to the uh talk me through these these suges because I've only seen them. I think they're interesting looking but uh so again, it's got coins that you can screw on or off the top or bottom of the pipe so
1: uh the the one I'm thinking of in particular. Uh, is and I think it comes in other finishes, but the one that like we had at Yule's was was a sitter, a, a poker sitter, and on the bottom was the suge symbol. And you could unscrew that and screw it on to the top of your bowl if you were going to save a bowl for later. You, you you know you pack the bowl and you're going to go for a walk and not smoke it until later. Just it, that did that screw the bottom that your your pipe actually sits on can screw on on top to protect the tobacco. It also has an interchangeable bowl with a, uh, a pocket underneath. So you're pulling down into the cooling chamber, if you will. And, and the whole pipe itself can actually collapse because the stem is like an army mount. So you can take the stem out, uh, unscrew the, the tenon and then unscrew the bowl and then put it all in your pocket in like four or five different pieces.
0: So it sounds like um, the Inspector Gadget of pipes.
1: Da, ba, da, ba, da. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, the, I never, I, I've never smoked one, but uh, Scott from Ulysses smoked it, and he says he enjoys it thoroughly. And um, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name from Uptown's. I talked with him at a Chicago show. Um, I'll just say Jeff. I don't think that's his name, but wonderful customer service. Great guy. Uh, See him at the Chicago show and tell him he's great. Um, he, He said that he was surprised at how well the pipe smoked because, again, gadget pipes seem to be more missed than hit in my experience and from what he was portraying in his experience.
0: Now so the so it's kind of a variation of a reverse calabash which kind of became a fad i don't know 5 years ago
1: Yeah and I I have a I have one in my hand right now So you got you got your traditional shape uh and instead of a nice smooth uh transition to the stem you got almost like a bulb yeah, or, or a, a fatter, a fatter shank, and it's supposed to create some air pocket that cools scientifically now, cools the tobacco, providing you with a nice blue smoke. Um, uh, I have smoked. It's a th- this particular one is a, a Morgan Cobb wasp. Uh, one that was done by Missouri Meerschaum a couple years ago, number 184, for those of you interested. Um, it seemed to provide a cooler smoke, um, but I, I think that could have just been my mind making that up. I, I don't know if it was experientially uh, cooler. Also, it's very big for a cob. Like, I like the fact that a cob can fit in my pocket, and I can just go for a walk and not care what happens to it. Um, but the the same problem I said with the Falcons, where I couldn't get a pipe cleaner through, you had to buy a specific one. Um, you kind of got to give it a little twist and turn to to really align the holes from the stem to the bowl through that chamber. And I, I think that I've heard you say on the show that you experienced something similar.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have I have one. I guess you'd call it a reverse calabash and, uh, without being able to reach over and grab it right now, which I can't reach it. It's one of the Greek guys. It's, uh, and I can't remember his name, but, uh, you're right. It, you gotta, you get, if you want to use a pipe cleaner to get to the bottom of the bowl, cause maybe you've got a little buildup there or whatever. Uh, yeah, you, know, you gotta pull the pipe apart. And it's got a super fat tenon. So I'm not really worried about it, but at the same time, I don't want to pull apart a hot pipe that frequently. Um, and I mean, my, my experience with it was pleasurable, but the bowl size, because of, I guess because of the reverse Calabash, the bowl size for me is a little small, so it doesn't get picked up that often. Um, but I guess I, I noticed muted flavors from it, or softer flavors than I'm used to.
1: So you were smoking your Porkum whiff whiskey in it, and you noticed that the whiskey flavor wasn't as
3: strong.
0: Yeah, it felt like somebody had iced down my drink or something. And you know, don't mess with my whiskey. Um, yeah, no, I you know it just took the punch out of the parique and I and I thought, well, this is a smaller, bold pipe, and it's going to be a little punchier, but. It took the punch out of it.
1: So could you recommend it if someone wanted to go through that trouble? Could you recommend it for someone who might like the flavor of something but find it a little too peppery? Say, hey, give this a shot. Try the tobacco now with the, with the sweetness you're looking for and a little bit of the zest taken away.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it, it might actually cool your uh, Royal Yacht down to something that's palatable
1: for normal people. Um, no,
0: I mean
2: Steve
1: and I come from good blood. All right, we are royal yacht lovers. You're part of a fraternity, which in you have no understanding.
0: You have tongues that are made of prickly pear leaves. Um, the uh, it would be
1: for the discerning smoker, sir. For the discerning smoker.
0: Yeah, I, I think the uh, I think one thing that one benefit to the reverse calabash is, is that it is a little bit drier, so I think you could smoke it a couple times a day, uh, and it wouldn't it wouldn't get as hot and bitter. But I think the uh, you know yeah, if you've got a blend that's that's a little too spicy for you or a little too strong for you, and you wanted to smooth it out, that might be the perfect option is a reverse calabash.
1: What about an actual Calabash? You know, the African gourd with the Meerschaum bowl, would that be considered a gadget pipe?
0: Well, I would consider it a gadget pipe, but let me complain about the reverse Calabash name first, because the gourd Calabash has the bowl and the tobacco goes through a big air chamber below it and then comes into the stem. Well, what we call a reverse calabash is really just a calabash because it's got the bowl and then the tobacco's in it and it goes through an air pocket and then into the stem. So really, if you were going to reverse a calabash, you'd have the air pocket first and then the tobacco second.
1: So you're saying it's just a marketing play? Naming well, it the reverse Where did the name come from? Uh What's The history of the name
0: somebody said it on the internet, so therefore it must be true.
1: That was what I learned from Garfield. If they say it on t v it must be true,
0: yeah, oh, well, and things like that bother me, so there you go uh but no, the gourd calabash that's you know that's another gadget of. Yeah, the original pipes that people smoked out of were made of clay or porcelain, and there was a tobacco chamber, and then a big long, and then a hole that went to your mouth. Anything that very that deviates from that is a gadget.
1: So the uh, the movie to The Quick and the Dead, Gene Hackman, Leonardo DiCaprio, Sharon Stone. You seen that? No, I,
0: I don't do Sharon Stone movies. Well, a you should see it. Gene Hackman's
1: phenomenal. But um, there's a there's a fellow who smokes a German porcelain pipe, and it has like that cap and that big dip with the stem, and it has a what appears to be a removable bowl in it. Can you picture what I'm trying to explain?
0: Yeah, yeah. The old deck, like I have one of those decorative just hanging up on the wall.
1: Is that a gadget pipe?
0: Well, um no, because that goes way back. It goes back too far to be a gadget.
1: So if there was the internet back then and two schlubs talking uh talking to each other about pipes, would they have said it was a gadget?
0: Um no, they would have said it's a uh like a like an an Austrian hunting pipe.
1: There you go, my good sir. Um yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if this would qualify as a gadget, but we had a, a gentleman who smoked exclusively Frogmorton blends. It depended on the season of which one he would smoke, but in, in the summer he would tend to go to uh, on the town, and in the winter it was the uh, Bayou or Cellar, and <clears throat> he smoked and swore by it and told me to go out and buy one out of a water bond. Have you ever heard of that? And would that be a gadget pipe?
0: That would be illegal in several states.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he swore that he only used it for tobacco.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: that he, would, he bought a tin a week, a three-and-a-half-ounce tin a week, and always said, you've got to try it. Would that be that? That would be a gadget pipe by definition. I don't think uh pipes magazine radio show has a big uh, sp- uh, sponsor of water pipes. We're looking for one if you would like to <laughs> <selling> best. <laughs> but I, I I I saw him when I went back recently. I heard I heard hey Jesse that's the gentleman's name, and I knew exactly where he was going. So I went and talked with him, and he he. Again, he's, a, he's a, an apostle for going out. He tries to proselytize people into going out and getting this and then trying the frog series in a water bomb. And
0: that would just be a variation of the old hookahs and the water pipes of the Middle East and uh, Northern Africa. And it's, just a, it, it's just a
1: smaller hookah. I myself am not going to do it. You'll find me smoking a a falcon before that.
0: Yeah, I, you know, look, the, we could get into other gadgets that have carbs on it. That uh, the the Duncan Hill Aerosphere that had a had um, a one way valve on the side of the bowl that or on the side of the shank that would allow air in to cool the pipe.
1: Oh yeah, Nording even did a a, a series a freehand. Dunkin' Aerosphere pipes.
0: Yeah. So. I owned one. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you wanted a stronger puff, you just put your finger over that little hole.
1: And then uh, with the EA Carry system, with their, with their uh, filtered system, or is, is a filter system different than a gadget?
0: I think a filter is different than a gadget. Um, I think a gadget does something differently to the draft hole. I mean, there's for years, there's been all kinds of different filters and ways to extract the moisture inside of a traditional pipe. I mean, all the way from, uh, you know, from Brigham with the, with the maple tube to, uh, Savonelli and the six millimeter balsa piece, and then the traditional nine millimeter filters so uh e a Carry just uses a piece of paper on the sides the the around the tenon that the smoke has to go through, and then they have a little aerating part in the in the stem so that the little aerating part in the stem that'd be a gadget to me,
1: okay uh. Jeff at Yule's actually had a box of what he called um, the pipe-smoking atrocities, <laughs> and almost every single gadget pipe we've discussed was in there. I mean, now, Jeff was a traditional shape kind of guy. Um, he actually showed me, he, he owns like a Canadian, a Canadian, a Canadian, a Canadian, a billiard, a billiard, uh, an apple, and he owns one uh, Dunhill opera, like that's as, that's as crazy as he gets. It's um, <laughs> that Dunhill tuxedo pipe, uh, but there was there was some in there. I, I, I think one was a Jura, and it was a it had like a ceramic lining around. I mean, there, there were some hideous things in that box, and he would he would gladly bring it up to show show off. These these pipes, uh, so he had this box that went all the way back to like the 1930s and 40s uh, uh, of different gadgets. Uh, <laughs> is there anything new under the sun that you see having some uh, having having some legs as far as the gadget pipe goes? Uh, nope,
0: <clears throat> no, because is, I... <laughs> is
1: that your opinion? Or your professional
0: opinion? My personal opinion is that (laughs) for several hundred years, we've learned how to smoke a pipe that is made of different materials, but is basically constructed of a bowl with a air hole coming out of the, hopefully the bottom of the bowl going through the shank and straight up to the stem and the only real yeah yeah, there's there are devotees of pipes that we've talked about, people that love Falcons and kirstens uh e a Carry is still making pipes today uh Peterson's system is has got probably the biggest following of any of those gadgets, but At the end of the day, the ones that keep selling over and over again are standard pipes made either with or without a filter. And that's where the market has driven the the sales to.
1: Yeah. And that's, like you said, the sales are just, as I look at my rack, I have a ceramic pipe, a clay pipe, a bunch of corn cobs, a maple wood, a cherry wood, meerschaum, briar and they're all classic shapes.
0: Yeah. And you, you can deviate the materials that are used, but at the end of the day, everybody ends up. Yeah. Most people end up with a classic engineered or non gadget style pipe
1: for their, for their pipe of choice. Well, we did miss one that I want to just do a quick mention to yeah, because, quick. uh, he, uh, the cigar. You had the Zeppelin, and now you got the Breyer and Cobb cigar. Yeah. That looks gadgety, and it, you do have to pack it differently, but it is still just a bowl of stem. Little, would you consider that one a gadget? Because I don't know if I would. That is just bowl of stem. There's no pocket. There's no screws. It just looks different.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into into the exterior design of it, yeah, that's a whole nother subject. But no, I don't think it's a gadget because it doesn't do something different than a traditional pipe. It's just instead of the bowl being at a ninety degree angle to your to the shank somewhere, the stem, uh, the bowls, uh, you know, it's a straight inline construction.
1: All right. Well, my final word on the subject of Gadget Pipes is uh, to the listeners, do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) (laughs) Our opinions are our opinions. My opinions are probably more right than Brian's. But to the listeners, do whatever you want. Smoke it if you like it.
0: There you go. That's the key thing is if you enjoy it, smoke it. If you think you might enjoy it, try it. Try it. If you don't enjoy it, don't do it. And remember, I have a doctor of pipes.
1: Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, so there is that, you go. Is that,
1: is that hanging up next to your porcelain pipe?
0: Uh, no, that is hanging up on the ceiling in the bedroom. No, uh, it's uh, right above my head all the time.
1: Your wife. I always, said, I always told Mom I'd marry a doctor. I always told Mom I'd marry a doctor. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, real quick, in one minute, uh, did you uh, get a pipe or any tobacco for Christmas, or did you pick out something for yourself?
1: All right, since my mom doesn't listen to the show, I sent my mom a specific list of tobaccos that I wanted. Uh oh! And I got I got four aromatics that I already know I don't like because I purchased them early on in my pipe purchasing career. The tin art's really cool. But my plan for these tobaccos is literally to put them in my library area and open up the tin so my, book smells, so my books smell good.
0: <laughs> or, or maybe your tobacco will smell like old books.
1: There's, either way, that, that's how that's getting put to use. Did you get anything?
0: Uh, no, I talked about it already. You'll have to get caught up on the show. Sorry. Oh,
1: all right, all right, all right. All right. Mm, sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, uh, I will catch you next time. It's always a pleasure, and safe travels.
0: Yep, and uh, Happy New Year and the best to you and your family, and uh, talk to you in uh, February. Yeah. We'll be back in just a minute.
3: The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid 1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, We've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco. Blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco, it's what we do. Stop by CornellandDeal.com. This is Internet
0: Radio. And I am back. It's getting into the wee hours of January 1st. Uh, I'll just add my, uh, one little story of Ed and, uh, it was, <laughs> he tells the story of wanting to become a pipe maker and, and, uh, Jack Uley. So he goes to Jack Uley, shows him a pipe, Jack Uley's st- tells him everything that's wrong with it. He makes another pipe, goes back to Jack Uley and Jack Uley tells him everything that's wrong with that. And then he finally makes a couple of pipes and, uh, and Jack says, they're getting better. Now go make me a bulldog. And then, you know, yeah. And then, then we'll talk and he comes back and he makes a perfect bulldog and uh, shows it to Jack and Jack says that that's nice uh, and Ed says now am I a pipe maker or can I be a pipe maker and uh, Jack says no go back and make me six more bulldogs that are identical to this one uh, that was uh, pipe making in the old training of the old school uh to see Tom uh, search on YouTube for the T-H-E-E diabetic man and you can follow more of him there alright for music we're going to uh, Sanctus Real and uh, Pete Prevos. and this is a song that uh, Pete recommended because he uh, had a lot to do with it and was involved in obviously the playing of it but all, not only that but uh, producing some of it so this is uh older Sanctus real and the song is called These Things Take Time is Sanctus, S-A-N-C-T-U-S-R-E-A-L, Sanctus Real. Check them out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, anywhere else where you can get music.
4: Well, let's see what's in the mail.
0: Well, there's nothing in the mail because this show was recorded before the last show went out. So no mailbag, I'll just use this time to remind you of the upcoming pipe shows. And the first one is February 17th, St. Louis, uh, Missouri, St. Louis Pipe Club, and annual pipe show and SWAP. That's February 17th. And then International Pipe Smoking Day is February 20th. We all know that one. Uh, March 10th is the uh, New York Pipe Show in Newark, New Jersey. Then April 7th, the Triangle Area Pipe Smokers Raleigh Pipe Show is April 7th. And then uh, rounding out the uh, spring is, of course, the big one, the Chicago Pipe Show, May 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Some people will be there on the 7th. It's the big one. Uh, Start marking your calendars. If you need more information on those, you can go to pipesmagazine.com and click right there on the Pipe Shows link, and there's emails and links to all the information for the upcoming Pipe Shows. And let me just remind you, it, you know, it's a great, it may cost you money to go to the show, but the information that you gain, the stuff that you get to see up front, up close and in person, the people that you get to meet is well worth the time, effort, and more importantly, the money. All right, rant time next. I am pretty sure I've done this rant before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. It's the new year, and uh, about three, four days ago, here come the ads. Now, if you're fat and you know it, clap your hands. All right. If you're out of shape and you know it, clap your hands. If you got to pay taxes this year and you know it or file your taxes this year and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, It's that time of the year when all the ads on TV turn to uh, weight loss, exercise. Oh, there's even some of those uh, stupid uh, quit smoking ads. And then it's tax time again and all the ads switch over to it. Now, anybody who has not been in a, uh, in a hideaway bunker for the last 50 years knows that it's the new year and everybody has to get ready to file their taxes here in the U.S. And everybody makes New Year's resolutions about eating better, losing weight, feeling physically fit, or, you know, if for those stupid morons that want to quit smoking, um, you know, we all know it's that time of the year to do it. Do we really need ads to tell us where to go and how to do it? You know what? If you want to do it, if you want to get better, getting better health or more exercise or lose weight, well, you know, get up and do it. Don't wait until January 1st to do it in uh, North America. It's pretty darn cold outside. Why don't you uh, wait until uh, April 15th when you've filed your taxes and you have no money left, and the only thing that you can afford to do is go outside and run or walk or uh, do whatever. Uh, Yeah, just wait until April 15th. You know what? Let's all leave on some extra weight for this time of the year when it's too cold outside to go outside and really do anything and uh, don't want to drive to the gym because it might be raining or whatever. There you go. Just wait until April 15th. Pay your taxes. You'll be broke. You won't be able to afford cigarettes, so quit those and uh, buy yourself a pipe and some pipe tobacco and uh, exercise with it. There you go. All right. uh, Back to normal schedule. Hopefully uh, next week for a little bit and then I'm off again for another 10 days because I'm enjoying my free time. So uh, remember, comments or questions, email me, Brian, at PipesMagazine.com. Post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on PipesMagazine.com. Do love reading them, getting them, and uh, messages on Facebook, all that stuff. So, with all that, let me say thank you to Tom for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next
2: time. Happy He's smiling Bom-ba-dee-da. on Bom-ba-dee-da. Who cares about the clouds when we're together Just sing a song and think about sunny weather Happy day. The
0: show is originally recorded on January 1st for broadcast on January 9th. It was edited on January 10th, fixed and put up for broadcast on January 11th. Thanks to a internet glitch munching commie virus munching internet tech guru geek guy that got in there and screwed the pooch.